All right, guys. Hello and welcome to the Guest Life Podcast, episode 41. We've got a very special guest today. We're going to be talking about everything business, everything kitchen, and good eats in the city of Hamilton. Thank you, Christy, for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Um, just before we start, guys, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Again, uh, we wouldn't be here without the listeners, but again, with the guests um, that are coming in, and I'll play on words, but... Um, honestly, episode 41, just so grateful that everybody um, takes the time to, to tune in, people getting involved, and then obviously this incredible city for being a, a place that creates opportunity for talent like uh, like Christy here. So we've got Christy Barber. She's the owner and operator of Avondale Restaurant Equipment um, located downtown Hamilton. If you've eaten in Hamilton, you've probably um, <laughs> you've probably been uh, a customer of hers somehow, um, you know, putting together restaurants. I've been I've been very uh, fortunate to work with her. Many, many different uh, fit outs. Um, her and her team provide commercial kitchen, including design services, appraisal, fabrication, and installation. Um, we've used her in our shop. I've used her at my house. <laughs> a little bit everywhere. So thanks so much, Christy, yeah, for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So um, the kitchen equipment space. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have ever been more involved in it than uh, my later years as a plumber. <laughs> It, it, it there's a lot to it there <laughs> yeah. really is yeah so tell us a little bit about how uh how you got started well avondale is actually um a sister company to barbers so okay. barbers restaurant equipment repair started in 1970 with my dad and uh in 2008 uh he decided that maybe service wasn't really where he wanted to be so i he'd always sold used restaurant equipment so that was just part of the nature of it and uh, so we thought you know what i've got two very you know, I've got capable guys here at Barber's. He's like, I'm going to try something different. So we bought a, a warehouse, which is where we operate on Avondale Street. That's the name. Yeah. And um, so we started mostly with used equipment. And at the same time that this was happening, I was moving back from Vancouver. Okay. And I called him up and said, Dad, you got a job for me? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, actually, I do. So we he was launching Avondale at the time. And that was, and for the most part, it was all used equipment. Like okay. we were re- refitting, refurbishing, bringing in used stuff, and then, and then reselling it. And that's a big market, right? It is. And and at the time it re, you know, it was a lot of it was a lot of deal a lot of dealers doing this. Okay. Um so that has shifted. Uh, mostly now it's it's you know, the auctions and stuff like that. It used to be all dealers and and now it is more end users now. Really? Yeah. And uh and that's shifted over the last 10 years, you know. Um we were doing mostly I would say 95% used at the time, maybe 5% new and now we're completely shifted the other way. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Um, well, I think, like I say, you know, the end users will go to the auctions by kind of as is, which is, you know, we, we've <laughs> helped a few people get out of situations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, at, and also to, uh, you know, it, it's not necessarily what... It's the same thing with any any anything right now, cars included. Um, they don't make them like they used to. Yeah. You know, and so unfortunately, refurbishing something that was twenty years old is a little different than refurbishing something that's eight or ten years old. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and, so now. And water causes damage. And water and heat together. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's um. But no, now we're doing about ninety eight percent new new equipment. Wow. And we've done everything like we used to only mo- mostly focus on cooking equipment okay um, but now it's it, we do everything we do everything from hoods down to forks and knives wow and cooking equipment refrigeration everything dish, dishwashers everything in between 
And so we, we passed over a little bit. So you, your journey came in, Vancouver ready. You wanted to go. Tell us about that. How did Christy Barber make her staple? <laughs> what, um, what, what position did you do when you started in Avondale? I was the director of marketing. Okay. <laughs> Here we are. Yes, that, that's was, why before we were yeah. talking about Gary Vee, you knew yeah. exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. So I was the, that was the title. My dad gave me a business card. He goes, there you go. <laughs> I was director of marketing and I was making 15 bucks an hour. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, quickly, just the being the nature of who I am, quickly yeah. I was started picking up on doing other things. You know, the office needed to be revamped. We did a small wear section. You know, all of a sudden, you know, I was I was doing other things besides the marketing. Yeah. And our growth has come from referrals. Our growth has come from word of mouth and, you know, working with people like you in the trades and that sort of thing, people that have worked together. Yeah. Um, so we've, that's where our growth came from for 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so that's amazing. And when you talk about like we talk about so many things that you guys do, but one of the things that, that I, you know I've seen and, and been privy to, the, very grateful because you know uninstalling things is, is tough once you've already installed them. But talk about like what makes Avondale so unique. I know you guys do design, yes. um, and that's a huge part of really setting up a, a successful kitchen. But also your experience, I'm sure, comes with that. It does. Like for for me, that's the part I love. I love the design part. Okay. I love going to site. I love going to, you know, meet with the customers and going through their what their space looks like now, what they want it to look like, what they want it to do. That's the stuff I love. Um, but then I've got a great team that puts it all together. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> make it happen is sort of our uh, <laughs> sort of our our little motto. Um, yeah. I was going to get that tattooed on Randy's arm, but um, you know that is that is what we do. You know, I like going to the site and doing all the the, you know, the, the planning and the design and the discussion because the customers are excited. Like clients yeah. are happy and excited to do this. And I love being part of that. And then, you know, from the next, then we go from there. Like I'll bring Randy to site. He'll do a site visit. Then we, you know, let them know and, where they need Randy's to go. And Randy's position is lead installer just for the viewers? Oh, sorry. Yes. He's my operations manager. Okay. So he's been with me 11 years. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so he's been, he's been instrumental to Avondale and, and part of the way that we go to market. Like we are, we are problem solvers and he can solve a lot of problems. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yes, we're definitely, um, you know, we, we're a good team that way. You know, yeah. everybody kind of pulls their weight and does what they need to do to, to make it happen. That's amazing. Yeah. And you think about it, like, I mean, I remember before being in industry, especially working for self, I don't think I got that much experience when I was just a plumber, but definitely once I got into business, it was like, okay, now restaurants are calling me and, oh my God, there's a lot of plumbing in restaurants. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you go into these nice, beautiful restaurants and you go into the back and there's nothing. <laughs> how do you make that work? How do you set the proper expectations? Yeah. What do you, how do you deal with the clients? Um, well, it's a little bit about, you know, it is, there's a lot of planning to it yeah. and you know, there's, there's the front of the house and the back of the house totally. and, and they're two separate spaces, but they really need to work together. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, they're like, even things like dishwashers, you know, having a dishwasher in the front of the house versus just in the back of the house, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Like if you have the seats and you have all the required, like you have the necessary need for that, it's important. Yeah. Um, because if not, everybody's falling all over each other. Totally. So, um, you know, that's that's kind of the stuff that we have conversations with people about, yeah. you know, what are, what are you looking for? What are you trying to achieve? How many seats do you have? You know, what sort of what is your experience? What is your atmosphere? That sort of thing. 
And I'm sure when it comes to it, it's like, would I rather have a, an extra, you know, table that's going to profit four seats and four dinners, turn over four times, or, you know, have all this extra spin around space for the people in the back. Right. And, and that's, that's an also an interesting challenge too, because yeah. kitchens are usually small. Lunchrooms or bathrooms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kitchens are usually small and, you know, the, and it's, it, I have this much space to make it fit. That happens a lot, um, you know, and, and and I get it because that table, that table of four is worth way more than, you know, that extra four or five feet in the back. Yeah. Um, but that's what that's where our expertise comes in. Yeah. You know, with 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 knowing the this the new stuff that's on that, that's coming out or, you know, even small sinks, you know, how to make things fit totally. and still be you know applicable to code and still do all the things it needs to do but how we can make it fit properly and that's where our experience comes in like i think it's so unique once you get into some of these spaces especially for different types of food and different types of dining Mm -hmm. absolutely right like uh you know, for anybody thinking out there, like, you know, you go to a taco joint, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? <laughs> if you're downtown Hamilton, you go to the, the mule, yeah. you know, throw a little plug in there. But, um, you know, you're looking at like, they've got certain types of trays, but then you go to fine dining and they've got, you know, six different types of cutlery, mm-hmm. you know, 15 different sizes of plates. And yeah. like, how does, I mean, wh- where do you guys fit in when it comes to that process? Or is it really like you need that information prior, you ask the right questions and kind of get that? Yeah, you're, you're asking questions. Yeah. You're finding out what they're doing. The, the, the client now, though, is doing a lot of research online. Okay. Um, so they're, they're sending links or they're saying, I like this designer. Um, you know, that, that definitely does happen. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is about finding out what they're looking to achieve. And, you know, I still have, I have lots of clients that send me links that say, can you get something like that for me? <laughs> you know, absolutely I can. Um, yeah. So, and, and we can pretty much, you know, meet all of those different, those different requirements depending on what they're doing. But yeah, there's literally thousands, thousands and thousands of different tabletops and, you know, different options for tabletops. You name it, oh, it's yeah. out there. It's crazy to think, right? I don't know if any, I'm, I know my head spinning and thinking every little tray and trinket and thing that you, you get at a restaurant, it's like, oh my gosh, that has to be multiplied. It has to be available. It has exactly. to be consistent. Yeah. Um, you know, it has to be dishwasher friendly and stuff like that. When it comes into over the years, you're talking about the change and the development of the business for people and, and other entrepreneurs thinking about it, like obviously COVID's making a switch, um, whether things go online, make a switch. When you start making a transition in your business, now that you're the face of the business, but also I remember we talked a little bit about, I don't want to be the face of the business and I'm behind <laughs> the scenes. And even though I'm the head of marketing at 15 yeah. bucks an hour when you started for your dad, yeah. um, you know, how do you find making those quick decisions and transitions throughout your business career? It's, I enjoy it. I enjoy the, the dynamic and, and I, we have a lean team. So, you know, we're, we're, we're quick to answer. We're quick to deal with problems and there's a lot of benefit to having a a lean team. Mm -hmm. All of my people care. Like every single one of us actually does give a shit. (laughs) You know, we do, we do care about what, what's happening. And for me, like, you know, yeah, there's some days I'll go home and I'm like, yeah, I'm done making a decision. I can't do it, (laughs) you know, but, but for the most part, like what, what I do every day is it's, it's just part of who I am. Like, you know, like that's part of building the business and part of just me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I stopped you before, but we were talking about just knowing everybody within the industry and like, you know, with, um, 
in our industry, just for everybody listening, when we talk about going to a site and it's sometimes you're working with the client so like pre-construction. Oh yeah. Right? Like it's a shell. Yeah. So once you bring those trades in and it's like, oh, okay. Everybody kind of knows each other and works together. It's such like an, um, I don't know if you want to call it a dance or a ballet, but like it's so beautiful once things go in smoothly mm-hmm. and it can be so bad, like a car accident <laughs> that you don't want to look at um, yeah. when it's not going there. But you had a really nice thing you're talking about your dad saying before. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Hamilton, I, I grew up in Hamilton. Uh, my dad grew up in Hamilton. Like we, it, we're just part of Hamilton or Hamilton's part of us. And my dad used to always say Hamilton is Hamilton. And you know, it can mean a hundred different things, but what he meant was that it's unique and yeah. it's not Toronto. It's not, you know, it's not all these, these bigger cities. It, Hamilton is Hamilton. It means it's unique. It's something that, you know, Hamiltonians know, like we just, we have like the arts, we have the food, we have, you know, it's, it's grown. It's no longer just a steel town. Yeah. And you know, the, the change that has happened to Hamilton and what we do, as a business owner and like just even doing community events and stuff like that. Like that's all stuff that, that makes Hamilton unique. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, getting into the community stuff, um, you know, Christy is one of many, many advocates in the city that does community work, but some of the stuff you do is just on, precedent. It's amazing. Um, talk a little bit about how you got involved with the eatery in exchange. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> that was a shell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was, uh, that was a shell when we first, uh, when we first looked at that project and that was a unique one because they came to me and said, um, I can't put a hood in, but I want to do a menu. I'm like, okay, well, and that, and now that is no problem. But at the time, well, that was, that was a few years ago now. Yeah. And at the time that was, it was a challenge. Okay. What are we going to do to make sure that they can, they can do what they need without a hood? Cause totally. that's a totally, that was foreign at the time. Yeah. But you know, we looked at options and that's, and now they're completely operating. They've got a combi oven with a self-ventilating hood. Everything is, it's all, it's all ventless. Um, and they can use everything and do everything they need to do and more. And tell, tell us a little bit about what they do there. Um, well, the, so we've gotten, when we, when we first, when we first started that project, like I said, it was a shell and, um, you know, I don't, I didn't know Sue at the time and and Sue has been, she's such a wonderful (laughs) person. She's, she's the executive director there and she's a wonderful person. And, um, and at the time I was like, okay, well, you know, we're going to outfit your kitchen. But over the years, like we've done, we've gotten involved in their silent auctions. And, um, basically what they're doing is helping an an area or a neighborhood in Hamilton that is in desperate need of that. Mm -hmm. They need not, not just so much, not a handout, but it's support. It's, um, it's a community place. It's a place that you can go and you can buy your BLT with buttons. And there's not that in and of itself. Like I've gone there and, and bought, you know, I have meetings there or whatever, and I'll do 20 bucks in buttons because it's, it's a way of helping people without the, without the handout. Totally. It's a, it's a, it's a community place where people can come and be and eat and be together. Yeah. And I love how they do their dining. I love it. Yeah. You can yeah. just sit wherever and you're sitting and you're talking to whoever's there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's really nice. And it, yeah. you know, um, 
Chris, he's was very fortunate to get us involved in some of their community stuff and just giving back, but also like seeing and taking the time to go the extra mile for people that maybe are less fortunate and don't have that opportunity. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> within your industry that you're the best at, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think that's, that's something like being the solution. I remember uh, when I was young, like not having that. I wasn't, I wasn't great at anything. I was good at stuff, but I wasn't great at anything. <laughs> and then once I had that skill set of being a plumber and, and being able to do something that someone else couldn't, it wasn't it was better it was just that worth it was yes, that value that you absolutely. have um it's not you can't i can it's it's that you know i have a gift and a skill set that's you know unique to what i have and then utilizing it for so much good absolutely yeah yeah for sure um you know working with small big restaurants what do you prefer What's your, what is your ideal client? I mean, budget aside, maybe. Yeah, I you know I, I I'm really lucky in the fact that we have a varied customer base. Like we work with, you know, a local pizza place that has one location. I work with small hospitality groups. Um, I work with, um, you know, and. and I work with institutions, universities, hospitals. Yeah. Um, we're really lucky in the fact that we can work with every with a bunch of different types of clients, and but each of them is unique. Yeah. And so you know you're you're talking to you're talking to an owner operator one day, and the next day you're talking to the purchaser. Um, you know you're talking to the food services director one day. You know chef next day. You're talking to so many different people, and they all have their own needs. Totally. Um, so you're you're. It's basically like putting a bit of a puzzle together. You know how how can we solve your problem, and you know and and make it fit, make it work, and that's really that's really what our ultimate end goal is. Yeah. Solve your problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about your journey with the family business. So you you got involved as, as the CMO, <laughs> um, yeah. if you want to call it the glorified. How'd you move into the role that you have today? And then all of a sudden, how'd you get out of your shell a little bit and, and start marketing yourself? Um, well, you know, so for the first five years, um, the business grew steadily. Um, you know, we weren't, you know, we weren't making leaps and bounds, but it was steady. And uh, so that, that brought us to 2015. Um, you know, finally, my dad agreed that I was no longer the director of marketing. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really have a title either. So, <laughs> so but we re revamped the office. Um, I was taking more of a customer-focused role, um, doing more of the site visits, stuff like that. My dad was starting to step away from that. Um, unfortunately, he got sick in 2016 and he yep. passed. Um, so thank you. And uh, so we we forged ahead. Uh, I met with the staff that, that week and said, okay, we're, we're carrying on. And uh, uh, so that's what we did. And from there, you know, we, we've, we grew a little bit pre COVID, you know, we had some extra, we had some two or three extra guys in the back and, you know, so it, that was, that was a good phase for us too. But, you know, it's just, and then I was stepping in more into the business operation side, yeah. you know, growing the business and, and I hired um, some salespeople as opposed to just me. <laughs> so you mean help? yeah. <laughs> I hired Candace to answer the phones, yeah. and now she basically runs the office. Yeah. Uh, I hired Monique to do quotes, and she does. She handles all the sales. Amazing. Um, so I've been lucky in the fact that I've I've hired people, and they've grown with me. Yeah. Um, and I've let and I've I've allowed it to happen. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't pigeonhole anybody. Um, if you can make a if you can keep going with what you're what you're doing and grow with it, then that's that's what I like. I like to see that. And creating that safe space for them, right? Yeah. 
Absolutely. I think that's huge. Um, you know, we talk so much about entrepreneurship and what that means and being involved in the city. Was there any doubt going through that? <laughs> a little bit of doubt, you know, a little bit of concern there. Uh, well, pre-COVID, uh, no, like we, you know, we enjoy what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing about, about my, my staff is, like I said, people have just grown into the roles that they're in. And, um, but you know, COVID has been challenging. Um, sure. it's a hospitality industry. Yeah. The hospitality industry of a, as a whole has suffered. Totally. Um, so, you know, we, we are right there with them. And I think, you know, aware of, of the constraints and aware of the challenges and the stress and everything that they're dealing with, because we're dealing with it too. Yeah. And, um, you know, so we, it's, it's a very real thing when it comes to business, but it's, you know, you're looking at the flip side of it and we're, we're, you know, we're aware of the challenges. We're aware of the budget issues, you know, we're aware of all those things. So we, we definitely want to make sure that, you know, we're going at, we're going, we're going to the table with something to offer, totally. you know, not just, okay, here, I'll sell you a fridge. Cause I happen to have it. What do you need? Yeah. You know, what are you what trying, are you for? what are you looking for? What are you trying to do? What do you, what problem do you have? I'll solve it. And so, like, you know, I, we've heard a lot of stuff about COVID and, and some of the impacts of Mason. Like, you know, I think from an outsider's perspective, like, I, I remember it, it happens all the time to us. Oh, well, you were essential. You should be good. And I hate bringing it up like that, but I think about it, it's like, well, why don't you ask how we're doing? Right. Right? Yeah. Why don't, why don't you ask? Because um, I'll tell you the whole thing. But we look at it, there's a lot of positives that have come from these opportunities. Mm -hmm. were, were there any that really stuck out to you in terms of like, wow, we learned a lot or wow, we really dug in or, my, you know, our team is, is able to kind of, you know, wow, we're stronger than we thought we were. Yeah. Like, you know, right before COVID, we, we were probably up by three or four employees. So there was a lot of extra, I shouldn't say extra, there was a lot of people there yep. that, you know, and, and for reasons not related to COVID, some of them moved on. Yeah. And then, you know, right, sure. right when it was starting, when, you know, I had a few people ask me to get to lay them off. Um, but my main goal in co during COVID was to keep my people employed. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And so... As a result of that, we're, like I said, very lean, but it's, I got a team that, that will make sure that at the end of the day, what's done is need, what, what has to happen will happen, you totally. know, like, and that's, that is the positive that came out of COVID. It's, it's, it's a struggle. Yes. But at the end of the day, like they do know that, you know, I was there for them. They're there for me. Yeah. No, I think that's huge. Um, it's, 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 uh, it's big, right? And like creating that, that space, I, I always say we're, we're pretty new in business here. And, um, you know, what are you scared of now? <laughs> can we, can we be scared of yeah. much now? No, we've uh, done it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think yeah. unless there's a world war, I'm good. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's amazing. So yeah. what does the future hold for Avondale? Where, where's the direction that you're going? Where do you think the industry's going? I know that they've talked about these pop-up kitchens mm -hmm. and yeah. um, we worked with you on a school program kitchen, mm -hmm. which I thought was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. That, that was an incredible project that just, again, like I think getting into some of these industries, you just don't think of. Right. Right? Yeah. Like even like, you know, you think of like everybody just goes and sits down and eats at a wedding and judges the food. How the hell do you prepare 350 plates of dinner <laughs> at the same time to make sure yeah. everybody's, you know, no. steak is medium rare or rare or whatever the hell yeah. they want? Um, there's so many facets of it. 
I mean, I, in, in plumbing, we say, you know, how do you, how do you get water to the top of the CN tower? And then, how, you know, how do you get shit down? That's kind of our model just to keep people thinking. Right. But mm-hmm. in your industry, like what's changing? What's next? <laughs> uh, everything all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, we <laughs> different do, ways of cooking. Yeah. We pressure do, cookers, air fryers, you name it. Um, we do a lot of product knowledge sessions with our vendors. Wow, um, okay. It's important that we are up to date um because things are happening constantly um you know there's a lot of innovation in the industry um when i started a combi oven was completely unheard of um and that now is a is pretty much most kitchens will have one of some sort you know they may not have the one that's completely automatic but of some sort they have something of a combi wow um you know and and for and it can be something for as simple as a, a bar that just wants to do something after the kitchen closes, um, which is simple and easy and just push buttons. Or it can be something like 350 people at a wedding and, you know, yeah. medium rare, rare and all, all the things. So and, and it can do all of that. So, um, you know, a lot of our, what we're doing, like we have them probably every month um, where we're doing product knowledge sessions with our vendors. I go to all the shows. You know, I go to I go down to Chicago. I go down to Orlando. Um, we do the RC show. I took the team there this year for the uh, Restaurants Canada show in Toronto. Oh, wow. We closed for the day and we did a, <laughs> we took a road trip. Um, so that is, it's important because everything's changing all the time. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. We went to one this year and it was mind blowing. Not only just, you know, you talk about, oh, well, we don't want to buy that stuff. Or it's like, well, you know, for, for us, it's tools, yeah. right? We get new tools. It's going to speed up a process. Absolutely. Labor's expensive, right? So yeah. the investment is, is there and, mm-hmm. and understanding the new, new technology is nuts. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I mean, I yeah. come home all the time with new stuff from my friends. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, you can get a pizza from Italy and Canada. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, and and you know, the the codes are changing and, and environment the, the environment's changing. So people are and people are building restaurants in places that you d- would never think of a restaurant being totally. in. old houses. Okay. You know, how do, how does that, how does that happen? How do you make what was an old house into an awesome restaurant? And that's, you know, we were lucky and we've been able to do a couple of those. So, um, but you have to think outside the box. It's yeah. no longer, okay, I've got 10 feet of cooking space. I'm going to put such and such in. Now you have to start thinking a little bit differently. Well, I think a lot of people, it's about education over selling, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Um, you know, we talked to a lot of people on the show and, and, you know, they say they say very similar things. It's like, you don't know what you don't know. So bring in the expert, whether it's uh, listening to this podcast and you're going to get knowledge that's going to put you ahead because rather than going through that challenge, you can learn from somebody else's mistakes. But also when you talk about a space or a build out, like, you know, how many people do you know that don't use a contract and say, oh, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, and then it takes them three times as long and twice the budget. And, yeah. you know, they just didn't want to pay that 15% for knowledge and speed and time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so interesting. Um, you know, talk a little bit about, we know how busy you are. You know, we know day to day, you got a bunch of different hats on. We asked the question, how do you balance work and life? <laughs> but you don't have to say you balance it. I don't balance shit. But um, yeah, how do you balance your work and lifestyle? Uh, well, there's no balance. Um, <laughs> I love it. But Perfect. Um, like my horses. You know, my horses are my... 
are my, my sanity, you know, my time away. Cause when you're with them, you're, you're, you really can't be focusing on anything else. And, and tell, tell everybody a little bit about that. I know the whole story. I've been to the farm, <laughs> um, but tell us a little bit about your animals. So I, um, I, I live on the family farm. Uh, we have a, a big boarding facility that we've built there over the last uh, three years. And um, so I've got uh, 15 horses on property and most of them are boarders. Um, and I, sh- I show, I have, um, I have great friends that board with me and, you know, so we're all, that's how I, that's how that's where my sanity is. I spend my mornings mucking stalls and, <laughs> <laughs> and doing all those things. But at the end of the day, it's it's a way of, of kind of turning off yeah. because they don't they don't care. They they don't care about holidays. They don't care about, you know, what you've done the day before. They don't care if you're stressed out about, you know, any situation going right. Yeah. You know, for them, it's they're living in the moment. And that is literally the that's it for them. Um, so for us as riders, as horse people, it's, you know, it's just part of, it becomes part of who you are. So, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to turn off and, and have that, that safe space. Totally. Yeah. And what about the dogs? Um, so Winnie and Rue, uh, Winnie's four and, and Rue is one and they come to work with me. So if anybody's coming to Avondale, they'll probably bark at you. There you go. Um, but they are super friendly and just loving life and they love their farm life and they're they come the, to work. The cutest dogs you've yeah. ever seen. So I go down there just to see them. Uh, I was going to get them little shirts with a Avondale on them. <laughs> I love it. Um, so we always say, and, and the podcast is this, is what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, whether that's real young or young in entrepreneur or early in business, any, uh, any tidbits? Um, and it's actually, it's actually advice that I've actually followed through on. Um, create relationships. And um, whether that be with customers, vendors, um, you know, third party people, the talent that's out there, because there's a lot of talent out there. Um, You know, Avondale isn't successful um, out because of we're insulated. We're successful because we have a good network of people, um, you know, with yourself. Like we we work with you and your, your company and your crews and that makes our job easier. Um, you know, like I have I have wonderful people that I that I reach out to for their expertise. Totally. And, you know, I think that's an important part to being a business owner is is not just you know, not just doing what you do and, and being insulated in that, but having the relationships out there in the network and the community um, and however that looks in whatever industry you're in. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I it's it's amazing to see your journey. Um, congratulations on all the success. Thank you. It's, uh, it's awesome to see. Uh, you know, it's hard on a podcast to get the, the full story, but, um, you know, what Christy and her team does for the, for the city and, and different organizations when really like, you know, some of these chefs that are amazing and do what they do best, they don't know where to start when it comes to the back end of stuff. Um, you know, Christy really gives them that peace of mind and that stability. So next time you're eating a taco or a burger, having a salad somewhere, I guarantee Christy has touched that food. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, so thank you so much for coming on the show. Awesome. Thank you so much. And, uh, before we finish, guys, we always ask ourselves this question, why not me, why not now? Um, you know, you can put that in a lot of different 
perspectives. Um, if you have an opportunity to go down to Avondale, all her tags, all her posts, everything is going to be on our, on our, uh, on our Instagram feed. Um, you'll have all the links to Christy and her team's bios. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for tuning in.